0: Hi there, Taylor Hemmes here with another episode of Faith in KC, coming to you from 41 Action News. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had an episode, so uh, welcome back if you have not been able to listen in a while. Hope you've had a chance to catch up on some of our previous episodes. We've done uh, 15 or so so far, and they're available uh, via podcast, which you may be listening to that right now, uh, or online, kshb.com, or right here on Facebook as well. Um, This week is a little bit different and one that we haven't had one quite like this in a while because it's an about an observance that's going on right now. Uh, I am not super familiar uh, with the celebration observance of Ramadan, which we're in the middle of right now, an observance from the the Muslim faith that I wanted to learn more about. So I reached out to Imam Jamal Shakur. He's my guest this week. He's Imam at the Al-Insura Islamic Center on Truist Avenue here in Kansas City, Missouri and uh, i wanted to one give him an opportunity to talk a little bit about the muslim faith itself because he's only the second imam i've had on the faith in kc series and and talk just a little bit about what people should know you'll hear him talk about some of the similarities between that and other religions including christianity that you may not be aware of but i really wanted to just learn more about um this celebration as you'll hear me mention in the episode i think most people are at least somewhat familiar with easter and or passover but um, Ramadan is, is right in this same time of year and you may not know a whole lot about it. I definitely didn't. Um, for one thing, uh, Muslim observers, members of the Islamic faith that, that uh, celebrate and observe Ramadan, they're fasting between sun up and sundown every day and not just from food. They're uh, things that they are encouraged to not do uh, during that time and he talked to me about exactly what that means and why it is and and why the observance is in place. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode and and learn something from it. I definitely did, which is always great in these Faith in KC episodes. Uh, You can reach out to me at taylor.hymnis at kshb.com. You can look for me, obviously, on Facebook, uh, and then on Instagram and Twitter at taylorhymnis on both of those. Reach out and let me know what you think, what other episodes we could have, other people to talk to, um, conversations, topics you think would be worthwhile on this Faith in KC series. But uh, as always, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. So I'm here with Imam Jamal Shakur from the al Shura Islamic Center in Kansas City. So you guys are on Truist Avenue, right, Imam? That
1: is correct, 36, uh, 63 Truist Avenue. How long have you been there? I have been there for, uh, since 2003. Okay. So, mm-hmm. So. I, I, you may have noticed, and we've
0: talked about this a little bit before, you are my second Imam to feature okay. on the Faith in KC series. And the reason I reached out is because we are uh, in the first week or so of Ramadan right now. And I, I don't know a lot about the holiday and I wanted to, or about the observance and I wanted to talk to you about that. But first, I wanna give you a chance to to tell people um, what you'd like people to know about Islam or about the Muslim faith that maybe people don't know. Just you get a chance to, to educate people a little bit here for a minute. What would you like people to know about the faith they may not?
1: Well, first of all, I, I like to uh, tell the people that We are so much alike in ways. Um, I think most of the people's misconception about Muslims was that we don't uh, know or we believe in Christ. Uh, We have terms that we call him the Messiah, uh, messenger of God. Uh, um, He is mentioned more in the Quran than uh, our prophet, Prophet Muhammad. And incidentally, not just our prophet, but all those prophets are God, our prophets as well, uh, from Abraham, Jacob, um, David, Noah, Abraham. And so we we acknowledge him as not only just a prophet, but a messenger of God, which is a, a title that is really, really, really uh highly lifted in, in the Muslim's faith as a messenger of God. So those are some of the things that we really like to tell or ask people to consider so they know how much or how close we are are together. So even in the Quran, it mentions Jesus and his mother. Uh, there is in the Quran a chapter that's uh, mentioned after Jesus' mother, Miriam, uh, the 19th chapter in the Quran and it speaks of uh, the miraculous way that uh, Jesus was born and so uh, those are some of the things that we like to inform people how how much or how much alike we really are as a group of people that uh have our faith uh, our our religious talked about a lot so what's
0: what's the reaction especially from and you and I have never met uh, and I I've, I've talked about a lot openly on on this series that I was raised in the Church of Christ. I've I've been a Christian since I was uh, about nine years old. Um, but what's the the reaction from people whenever you share that message? Is it surprise that that Jesus is is uh, mentioned in the Quran? Is it is it is it shock? What's the reaction when you talk to members it, of other faiths about the? It, it actually it
1: actually is uh, for Jesus to be mentioned. So much in the world, it's, it's unbelievable that people don't know how revered he really is around the world, especially to the Muslim faith. Actually, part of my faith is that I can't believe I can't be Muslim unless I believe in Jesus Christ, and so that takes people back a little bit to know that our similarities about Jesus and how he born he was born is mentioned in in the Quran in a very miraculous way without the aid of uh, a male, male intervention. And so those same stories, the same story is mentioned in the Holy Quran that um, he was asked, uh, his mother was asked the same story almost in the Bible, how can I have a son when no man has touched me? And so in the Quran says, "Kun, fire kun which means being it is, and it, it became, it came about. So those are the things that we have, uh, good discussions about what our, our brethren in faith. So that's one of the things. Tell me about the
0: the Al-Anshara Islamic Center. Is it a, a large gathering? How, how many people are there? What's your what's your congregation it, like? It,
1: it's uh, it varies at time and particular. Um, um, it's really been terrible since the COVID-19. Sure. Uh, we have changed the narrative because of most of our uh, community is a senior community. And so that has been a, a concern about the COVID 19. So we have restrictions. We have had restrictions. And um, as you know, or you may know, Friday is our most centered day of the week where the congregation is asked to come out and uh, perform and have congressional prayer. And so our congressional prayers are shoulder to shoulder, feet to feet, when we stand in line for prayer. And so uh, Covid nineteen really changed that dynamic to where our services is just still virtual right now. Uh, Friday, as I said, is our our holy day, our most uh, uplifted day that we we have, and so that has put a different that has put a change on how we have worshipped uh, as far as congregation. Um, we we're planning we're planning in the process of when we do come back. Uh, what that will look like. Uh, there are other congregations around Kansas City, around the world, are social distancing in their in their mosque. Uh, our mosque is little, our, our attendance can vary from uh, 80 to 40 people. And so in a small setting, small gathering, and so that puts a strain on having uh, what we would call Juma prayer, and this is today, Juma prayer today, and Ramadan. Uh, with Ramadan and Juma together, you have as, as you would have in most religious where that special day, people would come out and it would be a, a large no, larger number of people than regular times. And so this has really been a, a, a difference for our community since last year. Uh, last year when we didn't know what COVID-19 would look like, how it would respond and how we would respond, we, we quickly decided that it would be better for our community to uh, just do the virtuals instead of having a congregational prayer. And we're still at that right now for our community.
0: Oh, we wanna, I want to ask you about Ramadan in a moment, but the other thing I want to ask you about too, that you mentioned that, you know, people who may not be familiar with the Muslim faith may not realize the central role that that prayer plays and, and the the scheduled prayers throughout the day, the times that there are times to pray together. Uh, you mentioned that typically during some of those prayer services, you are shoulder to shoulder with people, um, and that has not been available for a lot of the last 12 months or so. What What is it like for you to not have, how does that change the prayer time and prayer service for you to not have your brothers and sisters right there with you?
1: That's well, been a tough decision to make, believe me, because uh, you get the brunt end of the criticism for not allowing people to come in uh, and pray together. So uh, it's been a very tough dilemma for me to, along with the board, we have a board and we uh, made a decision that it would be better for us not to come together for congregational prayer until this is over. And when we do uh, Friday prayer, there's very limited amount of people that come and we still have the social distancing uh, with a few that's there and so, what is encouraged though, however, is um people can uh resume their posture into their homes, uh be more uh sound. I heard you mention prayer in your home at 2:30 in the morning. Uh, our prayers can go, particularly Ramadan, to 12 o'clock midnight, and then going home and starting all over again. So we people can uh Put a checklist on some of the things they could do to be better Muslim. So even if it's praying at home more, where they would eventually, where they would normally pray at the mosque, where they can, uh, as we would say in our religious uh, discussion, do not make your home uh, tombs. So therefore, you can you can actually pray at home and still get the the same reward and the same benefit of praying as as in your mosque. Now, telling people that that may be a trick. But uh, it's still it's still uh, notable that uh, you can get just as many rewards uh, for for essentially being faithful.
0: Let's talk about Ramadan because I think that uh, even people who are not of a faith background or from a faith community have an understanding of Easter and what the observance of Easter is. Even Passover and an understanding of what the Passover feast is during during the last few weeks. Maybe there's not that understanding of of Ramadan. What is What is the purpose of of the observance of Ramadan? Tell me about the holiday.
1: Okay, thank you. Well, first of all, we we like to say that we get all our uh, central commands from the Quran. And in the Quran, it specifically says that, O you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you, even as it was prescribed for those before you, so that you can learn self-restraint or God consciousness. So first, the, the commandment lets us know that people have always fasted. Uh, throughout the faith. And so Ramadan is the month when the Quran was revealed. And so we spend that time during the month uh, appreciating God's message to mankind. And so we do that by fasting so that we can uh, observe a day, a month of getting closer to God by fasting. A lot of things happen during that fast. Uh, uh, people say it's a tune-up for once a year, all the things that are bombarded at you. Now you have an opportunity to step away and we find out how essential it is not to eat compared to eating 24 seven. You know, We right. go to the ice box all the time and food can be a big dilemma from your actual focus throughout the course of the day. What I'm gonna eat for lunch, what I'm gonna eat for dinner, yep. what I'm gonna snack. And so you take that, that drive away that you have that is built into you to eat, and you find yourself really focused on other things. What do I I need to do to help the next person who's not eating? And when you're fasting, you really find out what that person who is not eating, what he really feels like. And this is something that you find yourself embarrassed uh, when we can go and deliver and eat anytime we want to, while the homeless, the people who don't eat during the course of the day, is this, is this what he's feeling like during the course of the day? And this, your body lets you know how important eating is, but how important it is for your fellow man to uh, not eat. And so those are uh, some of the things about Ramadan and of course, prayer during the month of Ramadan. is considered, uh, the month is considered a month of mercy because God has, implemented an institution or we like to say a prescribed way to get closer to him and then that those those hours of being more exact about your prayers uh being more charitable uh the stomach that we talk about that is a muscle that works all the time uh through that you find out it's not working it's one of the muscles not working during the course of the day and so you you can be delivered from some ailments uh during that particular time, because you know people ingest, and then in their ingestion of eating sometimes we get dise- we get, we get diseased. Yes, we, get, we pick up things, and so your stomach is working, and the rest of your body is trying to filter through the fatty tissues that's lying somewhere in your body doing nothing, and so that body's looking for it. Okay, I need to have something to eat. So the remedy for some of those things are relieved by us fat by us fasting. Uh, you become more clear about your mission, about what you're supposed to do, why? You're not focusing on fat, on eating during the course of the day. You're really focusing on other things, number one, God, and then number two and three and four, other things that can be very essential to you and your family. And so this institution for uh, approximately 29, 30 days gives us an opportunity to change our direction and our focus and then we find ourselves uh at the end of Ramadan with hopefully a different perspective about the rest of the year that's coming up.
0: Um it's from it's from sunup to or from sunup to sundown, every every day, not just weekdays, it's every day, yes, is that yes. right?
1: Every day, no uh food, no drink,
0: no, no physical food. intimacy with a significant other, right? Is that
1: right, that's correct. Yeah. uh, uh it says that he who does not do away with bad talk cussing swearing or other things there's no need to fast because your fast is as though you were just going hungry Mm -hmm. and so uh there's gotta be a purpose
0: to it there's gotta be be a a mindset you
1: you took the words right out of my mouth be more purposeful during that day when you're fasting and realize there's some benefit uh there's so many discussions about the rewards of fasting and the deeds are multiplied by the creator Uh, For a person who intends to do a good deed, the deed is is actually written off and checked off as though you did the deed. Even if you didn't, uh, your intentions and then you carry out the good deed is multiplied, uh, of course, because of this. And then one thing great about the month of Ramadan, I could sit and tell you, we could be good friends, best of friends. And I'm sitting telling you next next to you, man, it's tough fasting today. But guess what? only god knows you, you're fasting and so that's considered one of the most purest acts of worship because that's clearly between you and god yeah and, and he knows and if he's writing down our deeds then guess what that deed to go towards you is doing a good deed so
0: right it's um, not about making a big deal about the fact that i'm i'm fasting today and everyone should know it
1: that's correct that's yeah. correct. same as the the christian religion
0: yeah you know, absolutely it's, it's we, almost called to Go into a closet and pray, situation it should just be between between you and God. It doesn't have to be a, a and big deal. Sometimes
1: you want to believe me. <laughs> that's
0: right. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> Imam, how long have you been a member of the Muslim faith? Were you raised in the faith or were you? No, you
1: no that's a good question. We who uh, come to Islam, we like to say that term is called re- re- reverted because we believe that there was something in our nature, an inherited nature that even coming into this world, we would know that if nobody delivered any message to us, we felt that we would have a a nature that would speak to us and let us know that there is a creator. What we would call it would be different, of course, based upon where we grow up or where we live, but something inherent, we believe that. And so um, one of the things that brought me closer to Islam was that the fact that it talked about the worship of God and God alone which in our religion is called Tawhid. That means the oneness of God in his rulership. He needs no partners to help him rule the creation. One in his prayer, he needs any intercession. Uh, He can hear his prayers, your prayers to him directly, and one in his names and his qualities and attributes. So that stood out to me and helped me, although I, I did come through the Nation of Islam, and then I evolved from the nation into what we call the practice, uh, uh, the, uh, the the Sunni, or uh, the Sunnah practice, which is following the uh, teachings, the approvals, additional uh, disapprovals of Muhammad the Prophet, and and so uh, that's how I uh, became involved in Islam in a in a journey, yeah, a journey of uh, grew up as a Christian. Mom sent me to church every every week with with Tide money, although it didn't get there all the time. (laughs) Uh, And uh, uh, into listening and reading and discovering that there were other uh, there were other things to listen to. And so consequently, I became Muslim.
0: Do you mind? I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you mind sharing a story if you have one of a particular Ramadan in in your past? that really stuck with you? Was there a, was there a, a month of, of fasting of this observance that you, you remember
1: on a regular basis? That, that's, that's a good question. That, that's, a, that's an unexpected question, but it's a good question because now I kind of have to think for a second because <laughs> all of them has been a, a, a real challenge. Uh, uh, and I think one of the things that was a real challenge for me, I had a hip surgery uh, do, during the month of Ramadan And as you know, our ritual prayed has to be has to bend and bow down. Right, and uh, that became such a challenge because I had to sit in the chair. And however, it's easier, but you really feel a little bit not connected. Uh, uh, We say essentially in Islam that the closer we get to God is by putting our forehead on the ground because it shows total submission to God, and so that practice in, in any order that for us as muslims is not being uh, done even if it's sitting uh, can be a challenge uh not being able to place your head on the ground in total submission to the creator and so i had to go through that during the month of ramadan where uh some of the great things about ramadan and the con the concessions of uh being in congregation is that uh even at the the uh End of the night is called iftar. And iftar is where the people come together to break the fast, pray, and then go eat. You do a prayer, evening prayer, and you go eat, and then that camaraderie uh was, was very has been very essential because you go you go and clean up even. Even if you have to go and clean up, the whole community takes part. And we have some great female cooks in our community, and uh they uh along with brothers that do come out and help cook, you can, you can get their uh, admiration. And so uh, we, we I, I remember doing that on a number of occasions, but the ones that I had my hip replaced during the month of Ramadan, it was memorable because it wasn't as easy as I, I would like for it to be. So all the beginning of the Ramadan starts out difficult. Those first two or three days, we're not eating and, and uh, still doing the same work that you may be doing can become a challenge and you, you know, it's special.
0: I believe that I, you know, and, uh, as, as in my particular faith community and faith background, there's not necessarily a, a long-term observance. I mean, you know, the, the, the closest I can think to it is potentially maybe Lent in the, in the Catholic observances of, of a several weeks long, I'm foregoing this thing, or I'm doing this, this action for a long term. It, what is it what has it meant to you? What does it mean to you that it's not just a day or a week that it's, you got to, you got to kind of settle into almost a new mindset for four or five weeks where you're really operating on a completely different level. Do you think that it, does it carry more meaning for you, I guess, is the way
1: to ask this than it would be if it were a day or a week? Oh, I, I think so, because even it's encouraged in the religion to fast on Mondays and Thursdays if you can or three days a week and outside you, of Ramadan you mean uh-huh and even right after Ramadan there's a six day fast in the month Ramadan's called in the ninth month but there's the tenth month called the month of shawal and it's it's encouraged for the Muslim to fast six days uh, a lot of ours, our our of religions are based on blessings of what you can do and so six days after Ramadan is considered a, a great time but Ramadan itself is a reformation. You can actually see from the beginning uh, to the end uh, how much you have changed or how much you have gained uh, or how far away you were. Uh, so uh, yeah, 30 days and has been proven even that most habits can be broken in 30 days. So uh, there's, there's, there's us, there's Muslims. I don't, I don't smoke, but there's Muslims who smoke. And so this is a the time they can't smoke. Uh, and so they tell me, or those I've discussed with them, given them another opportunity to stop smoking. Or there's Muslims that drink, unfortunately. The people who are human. Uh, there's, there's Muslims, there's people just like other people in other faith. There's Muslims that unfortunately take drugs. Uh, Muslims that have all type of problems, just like other people. We're all human sure. and have those issues. And this is an opportunity for them and even myself in the, in the lesser things that I have to do to try to get away from those things and, and uh, change the narrative of what I was doing that may be an off kilter. And then as I slowly uh, come back on online with maybe second week, you can actually feel and see how easy it becomes. And then uh, if you're at home, you actually get a chance to see that how is my refrigerator getting food in it when normally food is leaving it? And you actually can see the difference, especially if you go out to the mosque and eat every night at the mosque, and then you come home, you bring food home, you got food in there, and you find yourself with more food. So you, you see some of the benefits. You actually see some of the physical benefits uh, of the fast itself, even in something uh, as minuscule as food, but even though we, we don't look at it like that. But really, we eat all the time. We find ourselves that food is really uh, can be really a big deterrent uh, to a lot of our direction. Sure.
0: So, what so. am I to do if I'm practicing or observing Ramadan and I have a bad day and I and I don't fast the way that I should? What is it? Is there a specific prayer that I'm to ask, or is it just do better tomorrow? What happens then? Well,
1: well uh, we say God is so merciful, very merciful. Right? He's merciful God. And even in the Quran, he says, "When you're sick or you're traveling, don't fast. Uh, Make it up. Make that day up." And so we do have those days, either even if they're uh, mentally sick days, uh, you know, which you be you may be disturbed about something, and so it would be better for you to not fast instead of breaking your fast by doing something that would be in violation of the fast itself. And he even tells us that. Uh, do not make this religion hard for us. And a lot of times we don't take those concessions. Right. Uh, we we right. want to stick with it. And then we find ourselves in a situation that may be uh, disturbing or not appreciated by the scholars and the, the shanks in the religion. So, yes.
0: Yeah, so. Have you ever had an instance while trying to observe Ramadan uh, where, and I hope the answer to this is no but there was some sort of confrontation with someone outside the faith community where you were out and about and, oh, I, I'm i not eating right now. Maybe you were in a public place or something like that. Have you ever had a, a negative experience because of the fast you were trying to observe? Man. Um, I'm glad you can't think of one off the top of your well, head. Honestly, I was I was worried the answer was gonna be yes, absolutely. Well, I'm,
1: a, I'm human. And so <laughs> uh, I have, and I, and I only say that because there's so many different challenges, uh, to the fast there, the fasting people, because, uh, people all the time when, even when they do know you fast, they, they will eat and out of forgetfulness, they would say, Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, I didn't know you wanted any of this lobster or steak. <laughs> and even though we're not supposed to eat those types of meals during Ramadan, we are supposed to eat a poor man's meal during Ramadan. Uh, we, we find ourselves challenged. There's, there's challenges all the time because once once I have to reiterate that we are human beings. And so uh, I think that's one of the tests that God puts in front of us to let us know that we are human and that we're going to make mistakes and we're going to be human. We're going to fall. Uh, the story of Adam in the religion is, is very indicative to uh, what we believe because here he was in the garden, as we say, and he was tempted. And after he realized that he was tempted and lost his place in the garden, he and Eve, then they repented. And, and so uh, that story is there for a lot of different purposes to understand that no matter where we are, no matter what status we have, we're all susceptible to making mistakes. And so those are that, that's a great lesson for us that even in the month of Ramadan, um, I, I work for the health department. And so I, I have a, a challenging job as as well. And so I especially have had, especially right now, <laughs>
0: uh, especially right now,
1: sure. So and so I have had some some situations where they've been challenging with the COVID nineteen, uh, un- unfortunate violence in the community. Uh, I work I work for aim for peace. So those things have been challenging uh, every year for 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 me uh, in in the month of Ramadan because we say that when Ramadan comes. It says that the creator, for purpose, have actually, uh, for the individual who fasts, have put a chain on shaitan. So the devil, as we say shaitan in, in Islam, is our adversary. And so for during the month of Ramadan, it is mentioned that your fasting, your prayers, your charity, all has a restriction on the shaitan or Satan, mm-hmm. so that he won't be so tempting for you, although maybe other people, but your diligence with the fast keeps them off your back in so many words. So, uh,
0: the last thing I want to ask you about, and I want to give you a chance for, for either or both of a, of a shout out or a call out here, uh, and what we'll call it that way. Uh, I think that, um, unfairly too often people equate certain physical attributes to someone that they that they believe to be Muslim. That that person should look that way. Um, that's often not you. As an African-American man, that's normally not what we think of as, or if you were white and we were having this conversation, we would think of someone with a different skin, skin color than yours or than mine. And I think it's important to realize that that, that that pulling apart of faith and race is an important thing we all need to be doing and stop assuming anything about people. Um, there's been some some rough time over the last year, especially uh, in Kansas City and all over of, of believing things about people based on your assumptions of them, often about race, but about some other things too. What have been some um, some examples that you've been proud of over the last year, we'll say, in the faith community, not just in the Muslim community, in your community, but from people of faith across Kansas City, and maybe some examples of people that, of, of times that you wish we could be a little bit better than what we are.
1: That's a tough one, Taylor. You, you really did me that one. You really
0: got me on <laughs> that I way. told you, shout out and call out. I'm gonna let you do both. <laughs>
1: well, for the faith community, uh, I really acknowledge uh, they're coming together for the human family and recognizing it. Even though I think we've been more tested than anybody, the faith because of the isolation, and the sickness that uh, some of our members have or take, but uh, that faith community is still the backbone yeah. uh, of our community. And even as I, I mentioned you, even as you were talking about praying in the morning, man, that is that is such a great feeling to hear people of all faiths really taking notice that something's going on that we need to come together and ask God, for more guidance and asking for more help. Uh, uh, A lot of the communities have reached out to the communities uh, with food in this time. And that is is great because some people are really suffering uh, with with food, uh, uh, donations, uh, uh, clothing, so many different areas that I've been to some of the food banks that uh, they really had enough food for people from everywhere, all walks of life, to come and get the food. And I've uh, been appreciative because I can even go and take some of that food and it deliver it to people that I know uh, need it, where other times it wouldn't be so available. So for the faith-based, faith I want to shout out to them. Uh, and I have to shout out to the organization that I work for, the health department, uh, for for doing the, um, the things that they have due to make people feel more inclusive about the virus and how to get protection, how to get care, making it available for people in, in a time where people are not sure about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I wanted to say shout out to the Kansas City Health Department, um, uh, people of emergency who are on first first line uh, that actually have to go out and, and physically deal with people, uh, even uh, I know the police department is, has a gets bad raps at times. Uh, they still first line uh, of, of people that has to go out. Uh, it's just uh, people at the hospital. I, I go to the hospital and I see the people, the nurses, the chaplains, the people that are there on, on the ground floor of this COVID-19 that are there putting their lives at the stake. Uh, they really need to, be a shout out to them, the teachers who have waited to get back into the schools to help students that are not around, that are lacking, uh, being that so, that presence, that social presence. Shout out to to them. My wife's a teacher as well, so i put that in there for her. So, and, and you guys uh, uh, at the news station that are informing people with, as we say, good and accurate news. Thank so, you. Thank so you. We, we appreciate that. I, I, I really do. Uh, listen to 41. I, I like your pr- platform. I've met some people there, so you guys. And and for this sex this segment, man, you really be appreciated to uh, come across as being honest and inclusive about what the work you guys are doing. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And I I didn't hear a call out there. You, you is there, if if you want to take an opportunity for for the faith community yours or anyone else's that where we could well, we could I, be better that you've noticed. I'm I'm happy to hear it.
1: Well, I try to, I try to be inclusive to everybody that is doing the good work. So I won't get that message about why come I didn't get a call out. So I've learned from some of the politicians I've been around and and, and shout out to the mayor for all the things that he's trying to do uh, with the homeless. I, I have to say, uh, during the winter when he opened up the uh, facility downtown, uh, for the homeless.
0: Yeah, it's meaningful. Yeah. There's people that need need that big time. They
1: Really did they really did? Some people didn't like it, but how could you not reach sure. out to the homeless? So yeah, I guess he ends up with that shout out. So sure, yeah, what it,
0: uh, Jamal. Before I let you go, if if someone has listened to you and is interested in coming and visiting your Islamic Center, what what can they do? When when is a good time that someone could come and find out more?
1: Please just stop by on Fridays at one 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 o'clock to one thirty. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to you uh just give you a little bit more insight on what we like to do or people can reach out to me at 816-349-5252 and i'd be more than happy to help with some questions or some some things that and even if i said some things that may not please some people i'd be more than happy to discuss it uh you know i'm i'm not a scholar i'm just uh, uh, someone who has uh, tried to live it uh, to the best of my ability so please do that. And there's other people that you know and other faiths that belong to Alan Shura. Reach out to them. We've been around, uh, the community has been around for quite a while. So I'd like to say that.
0: Well, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. I've learned something today. I hope our the people that watch this learn something today. I've I've, I've got a better understanding of uh, at least Ramadan now. So thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. And tell everyone there, uh, Cynthia Dia, Dia. Thank you so much, uh, uh- uh, another young man, he's been there for a while. I can't think of his name, but just tell everybody on staff uh, Shakur said uh, thank you.
0: I'll do that. Thank you very, very much.
1: Okay. Have a nice day.
0: Thank you.